Hello everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now today we're back on the Yorkshire series because we haven't had a Yorkshire beer for a while and quite a few still to get through. And today we're going to do one from the Black Sheep Brewery because they've been through a bit of turmoil over the last few months. Uh, in April they were basically put the brewery up for sale or a potential merger. Then at the end of April, start of May, they pulled it from sale and says that no, we need to look at other options. And then they went into administration. And it was in about a week of them basically pulling it from sale, says they're looking at other options. And then within a week they went into administration. And now it was at the last week, which was maybe about the middle of May, they announced that it's been bought over by an investment company. And we'll just have to wait and see what direction the company is going to take now. But as of now, it has been bought and it's no longer in administration. So I suppose that's one good thing where that purchase takes the, the brewery. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully it'll be a good place and not a bad place. But unfortunately, you just never know. So today we're going to be doing the Black Sheep Amber Ale. I think they just call it the Black Sheep Ale, but it's an Amber Ale. And uh, yeah, they call it a, uh, a different breed of Amber Ale, apparently. It's 4.4%, uh, roughly about £2 a bottle. Um, and it says a well-rounded premium Amber Ale packed with British hops and a complex malt blend. Dried fruits and a touch of caramel strike the palate, leading to a rich, bittersweet finish. Independently brewed in Masham, Yorkshire, using fresh Dales water and our iconic Yorkshire Square fermenters, as they keep putting on in every single um, bottle. And uh, born and bred in Masham, and it's 4.4%, like I said, it's a 500ml bottle. So, let's crack it open and see where we are. I did do that, didn't I? Yes. Trying to look interesting. Suave and sophisticated, you know. <laughs> For Instagram. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> you see some of the scratches on Instagram, you think, why, why would you waste any time with it, really, seriously? But apparently, it's a lot of uh, beer drinkers. Uh, kind of hang about, look bad smells on Instagram. I'm one of them. <laughs> right, let's get this poured and see what it's like. Yes. Oh, it's pouring not too bad. I might get this in one shot. Might get it in one shot. Oh no, he buggered it. He buggered it, so he did. Disgrace. There was nothing about me readers. Yeah, I made a bit of an arse of that, but at the end of the day, if people are uh, on the podcast, I uh, poured it so it's now basically got a three-finger head. <laughs> Looks like a fest beer in the Munich Festival. <laughs> right, there we go, eh? So, for the people on the podcast... It's a nice kind of copperish amber colour and it's nice and clear. Doesn't look too 
overly carbonated, doesn't look too carbonated. And I would probably say it would be roughly about a one, one and a half finger head if it was poured by somebody new it would do. But unfortunately it was poured by me, so you got almost a three finger head at <laughs> one point. So there you go. But let's see what it smells like. Did I do it? There you go. Instagram, you know. Well, I'm getting malt, like malt, which is slightly caramely, maybe a hint of toffee. Maybe just a little bit darker. I'm not getting any hops. Am I getting any fruit? No, not really getting any fruit. But just, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of grain. But mostly it's just like malt aromas. So, let's see what it tastes like. There's a little bit of bitterness at the end, which is quite nice. And there's a little bit in the mid-tongue. It's nice and malty to start with, but I'm getting slightly what we call tannin flavours as well. And uh, what I mean by tannins is like basically kind of stewed tea kind of accents that I'm getting there. I'm not really getting fruit, but that's what I'm getting. I'm just getting kind of like tanning flavours that you'll get in tea, like overly stewed tea from that point of view. And uh, yeah, it reminds me of the old builders tea where they used to basically leave the tea bags in so they make the flask up in the morning and they just leave the tea bags in it so the damn thing just gets more and more stewed over time and uh, yeah, well, by the time you get to lunchtime, you stand your spoon up in it, you know, that type of thing. But that's what it reminds me of when you used to be in the old house sitting there. The old boss saying, is that a bag of crisps you've got? Aye. Oh, can I have a couple? So he could shove it in his sandwiches. Because he has always had cheese sandwiches. No matter what time of the year, no matter how long he's been doing it, it's always cheese sandwiches. And he's something he kind of pet them up. So he used to knock the crisps off of me. Oh, bugger. So he did. He used to have a golden laboratory. He used to dry hunt me like fuck, by the way. It was unbelievable. He used to hate meeting him. Be out walking down the street, oh shit, there's Jackie. <laughs> Just trying to avoid him. Because there's that bloody dog. Because the dog, she was here, Jackie would stop to talk to him. The next minute, the dog, <laughs> it's got the old dew claws right around you. <laughs> Dry humping, and you think, Jesus God. Jake was a dog, if I remember rightly. He was called Jackie, and this bloody kind of, I think it was a chestnut brown Labrador or something like that. But yeah, he used to dry hump me like fuck. Unbelievable. It's quite embarrassing if you're with your friends. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's my button. That dog's hunting you. Shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I don't fucking know that. You know, but yeah. Why am I talking about this? But anyway, but that's where we are, yeah. So it just kind of reminds me of the kind of tea some of the workers used to do at the time. Whereas you, you could tell, you could tell basically if they... If they were up early, they'd be milking the, the flask as well. If they were running late, then it'd just be basically black tea with the tea bag still in it. There you go. <laughs> Scottish workers at their best, eh? <laughs> That's what I saw. Gee, they're going to drink that piss. But anyway, I'm getting a little 
hence of turnings. Maybe getting a little hints of fruit now, just as I'm getting more acclimatised to it. But while I'm getting more acclimatised to it, I'm getting a little kind of different levels of sweetness as well. But yeah, I'm getting that the tannings are now basically sitting more at the back of the mouth, giving a bit of bitterness, but it does, it just kind of gives you that slightly stewed tea kind of bitterness to it. Which is actually quite nice, I don't see that as a huge big problem, because I like a bit of bitterness, but it's a wee bit, a wee bit different. Not what I'm kind of really expecting. But yeah, it's actually not too bad actually. As the mouth gets more acclimatised to it, it's really starting to warm on me. It's quite nice, quite pleasant. Some nice flavours, some nice flavour profiles there which I'll break up in a minute just as I allow the, the mouth to get more acclimatised. But yes, it is very, very nice. Um, I think I tried, I can't remember, what did I try the last time? I tried, was it a bitter? I think I tried a bitter from Black Sheep, if I remember rightly. It wasn't that great. It just shows you even, you know, breweries that produce some, some good beers can also produce some howlers as well. I mean, let, let's be totally honest. Um, I, there isn't that many breweries that I know of that are consistent throughout their product range. And I would probably say one of the closest ones is probably Fuller's. Fuller's in London. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that all their beers are exactly, you know, to the same level. I mean, there's ones higher than others, but over the range, I would probably say they have a good standard throughout. I mean, there is ones I prefer more than others and things like that, but I wouldn't turn around and say that there's products within the, the fuller's range that I would say, no, that's actually awful. They, they missed the mark with that one. In general, they do understand um, less is more, and they do utilise that to their own advantage. And overall, I would say the product range is fairly consistent from that point of view. So, in my view, if you do basically come across a fuller's product, nine times out of ten, it's going to be fairly good, at least. It's going to be probably slightly above average, going on to being, you know, good to really good from that point of view. So you're getting kind of a good kind of consistency. They're always the right side of five, put it that way. So they're always above five with the reviews I've done. And that's just me being honest. They do tend to kind of tick the boxes. But again, in general, they do tend to kind of follow the more traditional beers. And obviously their history and their experience is based on making a lot more traditional beers. And it does show. And they don't skimp. They are maybe a, a slightly bit more pricier than, than their kind of competitors. But you feel that uh, the quality is there in the ingredients. They don't feel, you don't feel as if like they're using cheap ingredients and you're kind of getting the kind of the dregs from that point of view. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this is quite nice.
Okay, let's break down the flavours. Starts off, you're getting some nice multi caramel notes, a little bit of grain, and a nice sweetness associated with that kind of multi caramel. As it moves on to the mid tongue, slightly changes. The sweetness slightly dissipates, and the caramel flavour kind of starts to develop to be a little bit more darker. So you get a little bit more toffee like rather than caramel like. Well, this seems to be a there's little bit of tones that are associated with that, and it just becomes a little bit darker in the flavour. Um, and you just get little hints of bitterness in the mid-tongue, which are just kind of, they are just little hints of like kind of tannin or stewed tea from that point of view. But you're also getting this different level of sweetness that starts to appear in the right in the middle of the mid-tongue. And it's slightly different, it's almost, you can taste the difference between the two sweetnesses, I'm saying the kind of different levels. But with this one, it is kind of more associated with kind of like dried fruit, so it's kind of like slightly more fructose rather than a kind of glucose or sucrose kind of um, sweetness. So you're getting a kind of fructose sweetness that uh, is a bit lighter. But you can taste the two different types of sweetness from that point of view. There is, just after the kind of middle of the mid-tongue, you start to kind of notice there's a kind of two levels of sweetness going on. Um, you're not really getting so much fruity flavour, but you're getting little accents of dried fruit. But again, they're quite light and it's hard to tell to distinguish what type of kind of dried fruit kind of flavours are coming through. But you are getting kind of slightly dry fruit kind of accents in amongst this little light kind of tea accents. And then it moves on to the aftertaste. And you're getting little bits of, uh, you're getting the remnants of sweetness, the, the, the kind of light kind of fruity sweetness kind of dies down and you've still got the underlying sweetness. You're still getting a little bit of toffee there, but these kind of uh, bitter notes kind of slightly ramp up a bit on the mid-tongue. And you're getting a slight hoppy bitterness and you're getting these kind of light kind of stewed tea kind of tannin kind of bitterness as well, kind of mixed in. And overall it's quite nice. It seems fairly well balanced um, from that point of view. It probably would be nicer if some of the flavour profiles were a bit cleaner so you could identify them better especially the kind of dried fruit because it would be nice to know exactly kind of where that's kind of coming from unfortunately you're just getting getting kind of dried fruit kind of uh, accents and it'd be nice to obviously have that a bit of a cleaner flavour profile um, from that point of view interesting the way it goes from slightly kind of light to kind of like getting kind of caramel at the front of the mouth but then gets a little bit dark as it moves on to the mid tongue and just the malt just gets a little bit dark and it just starts getting more kind of toffier tones which of course might be with this kind of slightly bitter accent that are kind of reacting with it and kind of giving it more kind of darker tones without it actually really physically changing it's just basically the other uh, flavors are affecting how that uh, malt flavor is kind of perceived on the tongue
which sometimes can happen. But uh, overall, yeah, it's actually not too bad. There is some nice multi flavour, and I think they said that on the bottle. A well-rounded premium amber ale packed with British hops and complex malt blend. Dried fruits and a touch of caramel strike the palate. But yeah, I would say it is quite a complex malt blend because I'm noticing some differences within the malt. So, you are tasting that. Um, overall, with the flavour profile, it's quite busy. It could be cleaner and maybe a little bit less is more as I was talking about with the fillers because it is quite busy with all the different kind of flavours between them and even some of the existing flavours are slightly changing and things like that and there's just quite a lot going on. It's a nice amber ale but I wouldn't say it's a particularly easy drinking amber ale. I wouldn't say it's sessionable um, from that point of view. From my kind of opinion, oh, I could only have a couple and then have to move on to something else. I, I don't think I could basically have a whole night on this stuff. A couple kind of max because it's just, they call it complex. I would say it's kind of busy, a bit too busy from that point of view. And some of the flavours could be cleaner from that point. So what would I give this out of 10? Um, I like it and I would recommend it, but for me, just a little bit too busy and I'd like some cleaner flavours from that point of view. Um, but yeah, overall it's quite a nice amber ale. What would I give this? I'm going to give this a six. I'm going to give it a six. I was kind of toying between a five and a half and a six, to be totally honest. I thought, well, it's quite a nice amber ale. It's a bit busy, not my kind of uh, normal. I mean it'd be nice just to kind of finish a night off from something like that or in a nice more of a winter setting, more of a kind of uh, autumn or winter setting. I think this would probably go quite better as well. Not something for the summer, I would be totally honest, just because it's a bit too busy in the flavours and just Sometimes you just want to drink just enough refreshing. I, this isn't a refreshment type of, of amber ale from that point of view. It's definitely, I wouldn't say, sessionable just because of how busy it is from all the different flavours. And they are quite, I wouldn't say overly intense, but they're there. And uh, they are front and centre, so they're not kind of like hiding from that point of view. So the flavours are to a decent intensity, I would say. So yes, I'll give it a 6 out of 10, but it was kind of borderline getting a five and a half so it's, it's that kind of area but yeah if you see it about give it a go and, and see what you think yeah it's quite nice but there is other ones i prefer more to be totally honest but anyway thanks for watching cheers and bye for now